You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Welcome back to a special episode of For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. It's It's been a bit. I apologize for that one. We've been hit with, like, the worst string of bad luck the past few weeks and just, like, not being able to record at the same time. But we are here for our full, very late series recap of Obi-Wan Kenobi here on the podcast if you have not taken the time to listen to our episodic recaps that we did, we did one for each episode of the series. They're available on the podcast feed. Check those out. I had a great time doing those. Uh, it's just Connor and I today uh, because everyone else could not make it, but we are here because we need to talk Kenobi and keep going. So how are you today? It's been a couple weeks I'm... since we recorded. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty good. Um, I work today was all right. The heat was just killing me, so I was just yeah, really no. pissed off. It's terrible. So naturally, what I do to sort of take out my anger is to run, and so I ran a pretty pretty quick uh, two miles to quicker than I anticipated, but it felt. It felt really good, and it felt really right to do so. Well, that's good. I'm trying to get back into running once again. Yeah, it's pretty hot so. here today, too. And, of course, I had to shut off my AC in my room for this episode so it wouldn't get in the background. So we're going to oh, be geez. suffering, but we'll uh, we'll get through it. Because if it's just two of us, I doubt we're going to go three hours like we probably would if there was four of us here. Um, and you never know. You never so. know. I I really hope not. But, you know, you never know. When, when we start talking Man. about Kenobi, it Man. just never ends at points. It spirals. It just spirals into something else. So, uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Uh, the last time we had an episode was before I announced uh, our big new thing on the 4th, which is we're going to be starting a new monthly interview series called galactic senate sit downs i'm going to be talking to a different member of the uh, star wars community every month and we're going to be talking about our, our journeys into the fandom what made us fans you know our favorite aspects of it and just have a just a great conversation uh, each and every month that was supposed to premiere at the end of this month howard because of uh some personal stuff and just not having the time uh and then just scheduling conflicts we are going to be pushing that until next month uh, so we're gonna, you're still gonna see that show, but it is going to be in August rather than sometime in July. I think that's actually gonna work out for the better because July has been way busier than I was expecting for myself, and it's been hard enough to just Same. get this show recorded. We've been trying to record this episode for literally, I feel like three weeks. It's just been probably yeah, more been, than that. It's been like, all right, let's get a it done. while. And then I got sick. Jake got sick. Don got sick. Uh, and then I had work and it's just been just a complete, and then Chloe had a lot of stuff with work. So it's just been not 
easy to get stuff recorded, but that's going to come in August. Uh, we also have some other stuff coming down the pipeline. And then our regular Clone Wars show will be returning after this episode. Hopefully we can get something next week because that has been on the back burner since the last two episodes of Kenobi have kind of taken up our time. The whole reason for this podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's going to get back. The thing that we, we, we started in the first place is going to get back then. Uh, but then we'll get back to that. And then right around the corner, it's going to be Andor. So we'll be right back to this. Um, and then I'm sure you, we can talk about this near the end. But... Uh, you have had the chance to talk about Kenobi in full lately because you, with the Nerd Academy, uh, had Alex and Miley Damon of Star Wars Explained on. I watched that whole episode. Uh, what was that like? Just tell me what that was like, uh, getting to collab with them because that just seems like such a surreal experience to me because they've been two of my favorite content creators for years now. So what was that like? Describe how that went. I think surreal is probably the best uh, best way to put it. Um, I still don't know how my co-host Jared did it. He is just a wonderful human being. And the, the polls he sort of has in this fandom surprise the heck out of me. And so, actually, that wasn't the first time they've been on KNR. The first time they actually were on was um, to talk... High Republic, but I had a family wedding yeah, I was to say, go did to, you, so did I was you make unable it for that to. One? I wish I did because apparently, in the first like ten minutes, Alex Damon started trying to talk Fallen Order, and I'm like, man, if I was on, this would have turned into a Fallen Order episode. Yeah, there was a really couple quickly. points where I, both of you started going deep into Fallen Order, and I was like, uh oh. This is going to go three hours. I was like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that was. It's just surreal. It's been. And there was that. And then Austin wow. got the shout out on their Q&A a couple weeks ago. So it's just been like the whole SWE crew has just been living it up lately, which I loved. And then you, We're had, killing it, you man. had the um, whatever the OT uh, trivia championship you did. Because I watched that too. Yeah, that yeah. Radio Rebellion. Radio Rebellion. That's Radio Rebellion. The good, the good, the good podcast. Yeah, um, that was. Uh, yeah, the, I. That was awesome. That was insane. I I went into that. I was like, oh yeah, I'll probably get most of these questions right. I think I got six right in the whole, the whole thing. But um, it's it's hard. I gotta I gotta rewatch the original trilogy. Is my thing. Like prequels, sequels. I could probably kill it. Clone Wars, definitely. OT. I have I've, to actually rewatch the prequels. I have like it's so I because I have rewatched the original trilogy dozens of times. It's been in my life since I was four years old. But some of those deep cut questions in the original trilogy, I just can't pull like I can with the the prequels and the animation stuff. For me, it's the prequels. Like I have trouble with it, even though like I've know I've watched them a lot, well, I, and I, I think, really love that trilogy. And I grew up with the prequels. I can probably pull, but it's I don't know. Some of like I mean, for me, my biggest is like Padme's Handmaidens. I I really struggle with like like a lot of original trilogy trivia. I've noticed is like call sign numbers and like the docking bay stuff. 
and like holding cell stuff. That's the stuff I struggle with. But like prequels, because there's less of that, and it's more of just what's this planet or who who's this obscure background Jedi? I can pull that shit. Uh, but I don't know. When we eventually do the uh, For the Republic trivia tournament that I've been wanting to do, we'll see who wins that. But uh, yeah, so that was a little bit of housekeeping. It's We've been keeping busy the last few weeks, even though we haven't been uh, able to record the main show. But we are back. So let's talk Kenobi. We're going to be going through our full series thoughts. Um, what we really, like, what stood out to us, what maybe didn't. Uh, and our overall... Uh, last minute or not last minute but just overall thoughts on the series a few weeks out after the finale now that we're kind of falling off that high of, of the series getting to revisit the 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 whole series i think three weeks after the finale originally aired let's do it so for starters uh when this show first ended when we did our part six recap which again you can check out uh, it's one of my favorite ones that we've ever done were the part five and the part six recap. Uh, I confidently said that it was my favorite live action project that Lucasfilm has done since the Disney acquisition. I'm still sticking by that. I'm at least going to say that it was, it's definitely my favorite of the live action series so far. Like I, I love Mando. I really like book of Boba Fett, but it, this felt the most up my alley for me. This was the one that connected for me the most. This was the fan service I felt was was done right. It wasn't like hitting you over the face or anything like that. Uh, I really loved the the writing of the series, the character development, Obi Wan's overall arc, then having Leia, Reva, the the path, all of that stuff has really really worked for me, and I have not been able to stop thinking about it since then. And now my mind is on the all right, well, if we're not going to get a second season, which we don't even know if that's going to be the case, what other stories can we tell? Can we get more Leia? Can we get more Reva? Can we get some path stories? So that's where I've been in the mindset of the past few weeks of just kind of trying to absorb everything and get my, my thoughts there. But I, I at this point, I'm still pretty much comfortably saying that this is my favorite of uh, the live action shows that we've had. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty I respect that. That's a pretty good opinion to have, I would say. Um I think I'm in the same boat, but it's weird. Even though the sh- even though even though I can't speak today. Even though the show is over, there are times where I think back on it and I'm like I wish they did this a little differently. Wish it, wish, or I wish they did that. And it's like, why am I thinking this? This is weird. And, like, it's probably because, like, even though I said, oh, I didn't really have any expectations for this show, it was probably the case of, like, I didn't really expect it to be a planet hop and adventure. Um, and I, w- I would have... Because, yeah, a lot, I of, really us, know a lot I was, of us were kind of expecting the bulk of this show to take place on Tatooine and we got one at the beginning and then half of the finale was on Tatooine. So it was a bit different and I feel like everyone's expectations were subverted. Uh, but I think it worked. I think it really worked. 
I'm glad this was the story they went with because what could you do with six episodes on Tatooine? And honestly, because we've had a couple of interviews with some of the screenwriters when this was supposed to be a film, Stuart Beatty has gone on to say, like, some of the original stuff that was planned, like, there was supposed to be a uh, extended action scene with Vader taking down multiple Jedi, and Commander Cody was supposed to play a role. That one I did like. The Vader stuff and a lot of the other stuff that they've been talking about that were in the original plans, I'm glad they went with this, because honestly, I don't know how I would have felt about those. Like, it, that, that just felt too hitting you over the head stuff. Uh, a lot of the stuff they suggested yeah. for the Vader and Kenobi fight that got scrapped when they turned this into a show. That just felt yeah, too like the- dude bro, like, oh, Vader's awesome because he's got to mow down 30,000 younglings. Like, I just wouldn't have been into that, and I'm glad that this is what they gave us. More of a character study yeah, of the both concept Vader and Kenobi. Of, yeah, they're just... Like, the concept of it being on a space station sounds definitely super cool, but, like... Vader sort of winning because of that. I'm like, eh. Yeah. Maybe. Like, Don and I were the only ones throughout the whole thing that were very consistent on Vader. I mean, not Vader. Kenobi was going to win the rematch of the century. And everyone else was either like, no, Vader's going to win it, or they were down the middle. But I always thought Kenobi needed to win it. Because it not only fits more with the... A new hope narrative. When I left you, yeah. I was what I was but the learner. Now I'm master. But also, I which just, like I feel like it would be weird if it's his own show, and it ends with him getting his ass win. And it's yeah, just, that's it's just true. a very downer ending. Whereas Kenobi, there was some bittersweet stuff at the end with the fact that it's probably the last time Leia and Kenobi are going to see each other until uh, a new hope. Which that's, new hope. again, yep. nope, nope. As I said. My headcanon is he comes back every life day to Alderaan. I'm refusing to believe that that is the last time we will that talk. That is a good headcanon we'll to have. We will talk more about yeah. uh, that, definitely, uh, Obi-Wan and Leia, because that is one of the absolute highlights of, of the series for me. But I'm, I'm glad they went with what they did. Uh, again, having Damn. it, did you say it was supposed to be on like a Star Destroyer, the fight? Like, that would have been cool. Don I mean, apparently, that, but what's... Stuart Beatty said was like a space station. Those were, I think, that was were his, his exact words. And like Vader would have pushed Obi Wan off, and he thought, and you know, Obi Wan would be thought would thought to be dead. Would be thought to be dead. So I was like, eh. Yeah, I, I get uh, it, but like, I mean, I Vader don't... also. Here's the thing. The series here's the still actual ends other thing. with the Empire not knowing that Kenobi's on Tatooine. Like, that has been yeah. consistent throughout. That's the thing that... Sh- I don't know why. But in the first episode, when the, when the Inquisitorius is like, yeah, we, uh... They're basically like, yeah, we have no idea that this guy's on Tatooine, just that, like, this one Inquisitor wants to find him. And she's hell-bent on finding him. I w- was... I was just fascinated by the fact that they had no clue he was on Tatooine. Tatooine because like I remember when the trailer came out and it showed that Reva and the fifth brother were on Tatooine facing off like staring down Owen and I'm like they're gonna get this close to Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker this is wild Mm -hmm. and like the fact that they don't know I don't know why it's such a simple like oh this makes sense 
but it just fascinates me to no end for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's just... And then the fact that, like, Riva came that close to actually changing everything we know. I mean, we knew she wasn't going to get to Luke, but, like, the fact that they gave us that and they had that where it still felt like there were stakes there and then of course that played into her uh redemption at the end of the series but again they made a lot of choices here that i thought really really worked uh but i don't feel like they hurt anything in what we've had before i don't think they radically changed no canon i i the one thing no literally it's just if I'm being honest reaction. I think it's enhanced as far as I can as far as I know and I could be wrong on this there's legitimately nothing in Obi-Wan Kenobi that changes even a centimeter of a new hope the only thing I'd say it really like does nothing. is it enhances the scene it really the enriches that movie Leia and Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan and everything which it, I still it, need to like I haven't done it That's yet. That's a relationship that I still need to, like, just sort of come with, uh, sort of figure out on my own terms. Because it's very much, Obi-Wan and Leia's relationship is very much like, like, Seer and Cal's relationship in Fallen Order to me. I know it's good. I know it's phenomenally written. And just the chemistry between these two was fantastic. But I just underappreciated oh so it was much. probably my favorite part of the whole show like aside from the stuff between anakin and obi-wan and and the, the, that, that, those that was probably my favorite part five, of the whole show too the the chemistry between vivian and ewan was amazing and it really enriched the two of those relationship because i always being you know, like growing up with the original trilogy and everything it was always Luke and Obi-Wan, because that was the story that they presented for 45 years, is Kenobi was always looking after Luke. And how does Revenge of the Sith end? Kenobi's looking after Luke. So then to have this whole story where he grows closer to the other Skywalker twin, I thought was something that people have... I've seen a lot of people describe as, I don't know why we didn't think of this as an option for the series... But it works so well, and it was such an obvious way to go. It does. And it, it just, I am, am just so captivated by it. And their farewell scene in the finale was one of my favorite Star Wars scenes of all time. I just, I just love every connection they made to how much Leia is so similar to both her mother and her father. Getting Obi-Wan to actually say it and then just seeing it in person, not having to have someone tell you that, just how she acts. The first episode, she is 100% Anakin in every single way. And then we get to see more of Padme throughout the show, more of Anakin, uh, getting to see her stand up to Reva while she's being captured and uh, interrogated. It was such a wonderful portrayal. On Fortress Inquisitorious. Yep. Yep. Imagine saying that three years ago. Dude, imagine, like... It's not even that. Oh, okay. It's all. It's that. But also, just imagine saying like, "Oh yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi kills a purge trooper." Like what? Yeah. No way. Obi Wan Kenobi is being chased after by the Grand Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels as he's saving Princess Leia on the fortress from Jedi Fallen Order. You're like, 
Um, did you just put that something sounds through made Mad up. Libs? But it, but it works. It worked. It worked so well. So, well. so I think. Um, I don't know. I like. I'm so. I'm just so captivated by the final duel that that's like that's all I've yeah. really been thinking about for the past no, I, few weeks. I am with you. Like it was the rematch of the century. It really, like was. they delivered. I don't know how. Like again, like what you want to like. If you didn't like the series, that's completely okay. But I just don't get how some people watched the finale, specifically that duel in particular, and said, "Yeah, no, that was underwhelming. That wasn't that good." Like. Unless you were so 100% stuck to this narrative of, I have to say this show is disappointing and it's bad because I don't want to go against everything I've been saying and everything I built this platform for for six weeks is just hating on this shit. I don't get it because I watched that and that yeah. made the prequel kid in me explode in joy. Uh, it was some of the best lightsaber choreo uh, choreography we've had uh, since... The Disney acquisition. And then just not only just how cool the fight incredible. was, but the story it told, that final, like, you keep going on and on about the, the part where he's just bashing Vader in with the hilt of his saber, and then that final slash, and then the, the Rebels parallel, everything in that scene was great. And then that final conversation. I'm going to say it. Perfect. I'm gonna say it right now on air. This is for all. This is also for Jake because I know he's on the same mindset as me. But I'm gonna say it right here, right now, because like, like I've had so I I haven't had any conversations outside of you guys, uh, the pod about this and a few other people and other other little circles. But like, and obviously this does this conversation doesn't need to be had if it doesn't have to be. But it's just an interesting conversation that some people have um, put up online uh, in good faith where it's like, oh, which duel do you prefer? You know, Ahsoka versus Vader on Malachor and Twilight of the Apprentice or this one because of the fact that like the opposite side, the opposite side of the mask is split yeah. by both the I Master think that was, I, and Padawan. I, I didn't catch that the first time I watched it, that it was a different side. I think that is perfect. That they chose it to was do that. beautiful and like some people and like so people are you know weighing in on it and like at first i was like i don't really know and like don't get me wrong i fucking love star wars animation star wars animation is some of the best storytelling we've gotten from this franchise that's why i made ever. this whole podcast was to emphasize that's the that. reason for this whole podcast, it's in our name, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Um, that being said, I think I I think I pretty fairly prefer the Kenobi versus Vader duel over Ahsoka versus Vader. And it might just be recency bias, but also I'll just read what I have. So It'll probably change, but right now I gotta go with the Kenobi duel because the fight itself I just found absolutely phenomenal and creative. And the conversation that happens after it, to me, does a lot more for Kenobi's character in his own show, and it hits way harder than Ahsoka and Vader's combo. Obviously, that also oh. hits hard. 
but this, See, this that, makes that harder is... on just okay not way harder yeah not no, way, the, way harder i won't leave incorrect. you not this time and followed by then you will die is hard to touch but i think just ewan's whole breakdown him apologizing i think it also helps he, that hayden's under yeah. the mask that you didn't i think that's all that's I also takes the cake is I yeah still can't you didn't kill anakin anymore. skywalker i did i was like fuck not your dude you're obi-wan and then the yeah i know my friend is truly dead so the the parallels to return and of then Jedi, goodbye, goodbye Darth. Dude. yeah no i i'm in here's I'm in the thing with you. i love goodbye darth so much because it's like you didn't have to include they didn't no. have to include that like they did not like darth you could have easily figured out like oh yeah nine years go by he just kind of like you know starts to call him darth darth because he's like you know he's more machine now yeah. than man at this like, point truly he's twisted like, and evil. that's not anakin that is not the man yeah, i trained like, that's not anakin. that is not my brother that is whatever warped creature palpatine created yeah that and it's like obviously like 1977 side. star wars like like that was vader's that first was, name that was like, that dude's first name but and now, so like the fact that this show retroactively enriches that namesake is just fucking wonderful what i it really what I love, it's hard it, man. to me it's like the, the other one i'm gonna bring up is more of a comedic version but it's like how lando and solo calls him han just to piss off han yes like yes billy d because he says it wrong every back. time like it yep. was like that and what that it's was like, played for laughs and solo but this... it's these little details that like you don't really need to be explained but they get explained anyway and it's like god damn it that's so good oh, i'm agree i'm fuck. i agree with you like i think this is a scene is probably the better like uh, don't get me wrong this is not me saying twilight the apprentice like isn't good like it is Dude, Twilight of the Twilight of the Apprentice is god tier. It is Star it Wars. is like entrenched so in like good. the all time goat like Star Wars scenes for a reason. Uh like literally I look oh, to yeah. my right and I see this Ahsoka portrait I got at Celebrate Chicago and there's scenes from that on the the goddamn thing. But this is gonna be that, I, I guarantee you. And I I think it already is starting to be as iconic as it is right now because Everything in it works. Just the the themes, the narratives, uh, just the 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 overall portions of the fight. Uh, the point where Vader has him down under the rocks and he's able to get out because of his belief in Luke and Leia and the future. Uh, that's what gets him to have his full strength again. The lifting rock scene. Uh, eat it, last Jedi haters. Uh, and, and then just. So I, I have to stay on this because I can't because I think I said I was like oh that looks you know I thought it was a little wonky at first and it's some of the simplest analysis I could have made on my own but just the way it was worded I can't find the tweet I wish I saved it I wish I you know what you know what? I'm not gonna check I'm not gonna check fuck it I gotta check I might have bookmarked it nah I didn't bookmark it there's no way I bookmarked it. <laughs> But, like, there was this one tweet where this person basically talked about that scene, and it sort of shows that, like, to them at least, that, like, 
no matter what, the light will always be stronger. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's a great a point. Bitch. That is like fourth grade analysis that I didn't make, and I feel so dumb. And like, like what, just reading that the online, like, I was like, the light is stronger. What's always been the, the light the is big safe. theme since Empire is the dark side isn't stronger; it's easier. It's quicker, easier, easier, more seductive. Yeah, I just felt like such an idiot for that. But then I was like, this that sort of sort of I had a sorry, I had a, like a paradigm sh paradigm shift with that scene. I'm like, yeah, no, this scene rocks. Pun intended. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, when but, uh, I first saw it, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Like, I was a little taken. Yeah, back, I was like, it, oh. Like and the overall thing that I, I will and, like, say they've made like like figures of that scene now with him lifting the rocks. I'm like, okay, no, I, I that's a that's awesome. I need that. Like it's just one of those like scenes that you're instantly gonna be like, okay, no, that's awesome. That is cool. That is a that's a moment I want captured like on my desk or on my wall. It's it's yeah. It's a really cool Agreed. scene. Agreed. And just, I gotta say this before I forget, I'm very shocked we haven't gotten any behind-the-scenes stuff yet of this show. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming I'm we're gonna shocked. get a Disney gallery at some point. It, it I hope sense. we do. It, I mean, they've done it for literally every other Disney Plus series, so it wouldn't make sense We've if only they gotten do two. it here. Oh, wait, no, did they do it for, like, do they do it for Marvel, They do too? it for the Marvel shows, yeah, it just takes a bit. Uh, okay. And then... I hope we Boba get Fett it before Andor, because... Although I yeah. think that was only one episode, right? Yeah, that was just an hour long, Mando hour and a half Mando season one got a special. full season. Did season two, was that just one, or did season that Season get... two was in, like, a two-hour special or one-and-a-half-hour one special. I only so I really hope they do, they give it the Mando season one treatment, because out of all the shows... This one Kenobi deserves that. For full transparency, the only ones of those like Disney galleries I've seen have been the first two of Mando season one, and then I just dropped off after that. But I hear great things about them, so I will definitely watch the Kenobi. They're really one, good, and I'll probably watch the Andor one too because of how different the production for that one has been compared to uh, the other shows. Which Jake, if he was here, would be harping on and on about. Pine oh, he'd harp and, on and he's not yeah, wrong he's not, because he's not like, wrong. like but, I'm surprised that you would think that Kenobi would get the Pinewood Studios production. I value. think I think it. I my guess is it was probably supposed to, or at least that was the original plan when it was first announced. But COVID probably changed a bunch of stuff, uh, and. Probably. That's probably why this was uh, shot with the uh, the stagecraft stuff. Uh, but there were points yeah, where it didn't work. But then there were points where I thought it really did work. Like every time they used a lightsaber as the main source of lighting in a, in a scene always worked for me. Oh, that was That is beautiful. one of my new favorite things they've been doing uh, since the Disney era is really just emphasizing how like like the like light of a lightsaber and how it just takes up the entire shot and i hope they keep doing that because i have nothing Same. but praise from those like the when they first did it in part three when obi-wan just 
ignites his saber out of fear for the first time. And we were all like, okay, how is how are they going to... What's going to be that first moment that they have him ignite the saber? Because there's got to be something big. And then it had it to be... With it being that, I think it worked even more because it just showed the desperation and the fear that he has to just keep running and to not confront Vader, to just run away from his past because he wasn't at that point yet. And then to get to part six where we get the... Uh, just the I will do what I must, that callback is still in my head after all this time. Uh, oh, I love perfect. it because I like it. that, his journey open, the to me, it perfect. Le- oh yeah. Cause to me, at least when he says, I will do what I must, that sort of gives him some leeway, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, what must he do? And it's, he doesn't say like I'm gonna kill you. Like he doesn't say it outright. That's not it. well. That is his objective in that current. In that state current of mind, moment, he like, was planning on because he's taught, when he's trying to talk to Qui Gon beforehand. He's like one of us will. End he's up like either he dies or I do. Yeah. Like one of us is gonna bite it. Um, and so. When he said, I will do what I must, I was like, there's some, li- that, that line, I didn't realize it, because at first I was like, oh, funny, I was like, ha, oh, prequel line, but then I was like, there's some leeway there, yeah. that, like, they didn't just sort of like, it, it goes from, just to do it, just to do it, like, they very easily could have made a high ground joke during that fight, but they didn't, because it would have felt forced, with that, yep. it was a callback that made sense, uh, and I just really adored it. All right, so we've talked a lot about Obi-Wan's journey in this series so far. I want to talk more about Reva and, and the path. But before we do that, I think we need to talk about uh, the flashbacks in Episode 5 and the discourse surrounding, especially with this show in particular, uh, people complaining or saying that the story isn't adding up before we get the full story. And I just want to take the time to say, I think there are two things that need to be addressed here. The first is while I think it worked in this series, I think that the six episode format that Disney is using for these Disney plus series is, is really starting to uh, show its weaknesses uh, with this one, I think it worked fairly well, but with a lot of the Marvel shows and with Book of Boba Fett, there was those feeling of they kind of had to rush to get everything wrapped up in the last episode. Whereas if they could have used one or two yep. more episodes to really get things to work more and be more cohesive, or in Book of Boba Fett's case, one or two more episodes where they actually focused on Boba Fett, uh, it would have been a more cohesive product. Uh, I said this when I was talking about Miss Marvel on TikTok, was the show really, really worked for me. Uh, In terms of content, it would probably be top three, top two of the MCU shows, but I have it, I think, at like four or five because I just feel like the six-episode format didn't do it justice. I felt like the story wasn't complete by the end of it, which is something that people were saying about Kenobi before they got the full story, and I just feel like certain things work really well and overshadowed uh, or completely outshines some stuff that didn't really work, which would be a positive normally, but I just thought that they could have really used one or two more episodes for this show 
so the miniseries six episode format, I'm not quite sure how I feel about them doing that going forward. The good news is that Andor is going to be a whopping double of that. We're going to have 12 episodes for Andor. And I just, I, I think it's starting to uh, show some cracks in the foundation with that. The other thing is, these people, man. I, there are certain things that I knew from the get-go that it was going to lead to this or... I had a feeling of where it was going to go and just saying, just trust, trust the story, trust the storytellers. We're going on a journey here. It's a six episode movie, a six hour movie, however you want to call it. Just let the story progress. But from episode one, I swear, and we've talked about that. We talked about it every week on the, the, the recap shows. It was where are the Clone Wars flashbacks. Where is this? Why don't we know about Reva's story yet? Why don't we know about this? Who are these characters? Uh, why isn't Kenobi, you know, what we saw him in Revenge of the Sith? Why is he all broken down? And I just, I think that the binge model of releasing shows has ruined how we watch TV. Because yep. not having a drop all yep. at once is just, it's hindered people's way of watching weekly releases so now that they don't get everything explained to them immediately or they aren't able to consume everything at once, it's hurt us. And people have I've seen some people argue that this show should have been dropped all at once like a Stranger Things. But I disagree. I think the weekly format nope. really worked for this show because it increased the hype. If it all dropped at once, we would have been hyped for two weeks and then never would have talked about the show ever again. Having them drop yep. weekly... Has it stay in the public consciousness? You're thinking about it nonstop for a whole week, and then you get the new episode. And now look at it. Three weeks on, four weeks on from the finale, we're still talking about Kenobi like it's still fresh in our mind. So, And this is two of us doing this where we haven't had the chance to rewatch the show in its entirety since it finished. At least I haven't. Uh, I haven't done the thing that I've been saying I, I really want to do. I, have. I haven't done the thing that I have said I really want to do, which is rewatch Kenobi and then jump right into a new hope, uh, which I, I think that's going to be such a rewarding rewatch, but we haven't been able to do that. And I'm still talking about this show. Like it just finished yesterday because it's still in my mind. And I just think that the weekly release is such a better model of releasing shows. And don't get me wrong. Like I love when, Stranger Things drops and I get to watch the whole show as it, well my version of watch the whole show which is one episode a day because I'm horrible at binging things but and this is just such, it's so much better because we've seen it with the Marvel shows we've seen it with Mando we've seen it with Kenobi I think it's the better way of releasing stuff and I think more streaming platforms need to go back to this model because it's working so much more and it, it's giving these shows more time to stay in the spotlight uh, and i mean i have my issues with how disney plus releases their stuff like the fact that they had miss marvel released the same time as kenobi for the first half of its run so it really got buried under all the kenobi hype and then barely had any time to itself i think hurt the show's momentum and i think they need to go into a okay if we're gonna have portions where Star Wars and Marvel have shows releasing at the same time because I think that's going to happen with She-Hulk and Andor and we're going to have a point during Andor where Bad Batch is airing at the same time as Andor 
you need to figure out days. So you need to give Marvel Wednesdays, you need to give Star Wars Fridays, or reverse them, and stick to that. Because I think having these major tentpole franchises air on the same day, you're cannibalizing your own market. And I think they need to figure out a better way to release these going forward. Uh, but do not ditch the weekly uh, release launch because I think it works so much better. Even with like Visions, where you didn't necessarily need to release it weekly, I think they should have because, yeah, it was nice to watch them all in one sitting or throughout the span of a day or two. But, but like no one's talking. No one's talking about Visions anymore. And And imagine if some of the ones that didn't, immediately catch on like the duel or the village bride if they got their own week to just be discussed it would be different and i just think that we they need to switch things up but now that i got off my soapbox and just got those rants out of the way because i've been thinking about the six episode stuff since miss marvel and just the the way that i'm seeing some people like no they they shouldn't just stop the binge format or Obi-Wan should have been released all at once. I'm like, you're high. Like you would have personally enjoyed it more because you, your impatient ass wouldn't have had to wait six weeks to figure out the resolution for all these plots. And you wouldn't have made your, your clout chasing videos talking about how the show doesn't have a uh, set narrative and it's not leading to anything. Where if you had just any sense of media literacy, you would have seen where it's going or you would have trusted that we would have, gotten all these answers and what do you know we did and in, in my humble opinion they were a very good uh way of telling the story so that's my little rant here uh let's talk about something that definitely won't piss people off at all and that's uh reva <laughs> um me personally Savander. we we've talked about reva so much on these episodes but let's talk about her more because uh, she really worked for me, and she was one of the highlights of the series. Same. And I loved how her arc was parallel to Obi-Wan's, and how they were both very heavily impacted by Vader, and how they both spent the last decade, Obi-Wan just soaking in his own failure and letting that eat him alive, Reva lighting her own hatred consumer because she watched her peers and her friends get and her master get cut down by vader right in front Killed. of her and yep. well her master got shot by tr clone troopers, clone troopers by her fellow yeah. her fellow younglings were younglings were killed, killed by, by vader yeah darth vader himself pre-suit pre-crisp vader pre-suit pre-crisp uh, vader honestly intrigues me that is all i will say yeah i'll say we could get into a whole every single time they flashbacked to pre-suit vader especially when they just zoomed in on his face I just thought it was haunting, man. Like, oh yeah, the, it scares the hell the, out. The of show's me. use of flashbacks with that, and then the just brilliant dual flashback in episode five, which we've talked about so much. Uh, the way that they utilized it was amazing, and it was better than any random Clone Wars like battle flashback that we were probably like head canoning in our mind of oh, it'd be really cool to see this, and yeah, that would have been cool. But would it have connected to the narrative at all like it did with that practice duel and like the flashbacks to the Jedi Temple did? Uh, Probably not. I don't think they would have, no. 
so with Reva, we, we see her introduction at the beginning, and, and we see that she's very, like, her anger gets the better of her. She clashes frequently with the fifth brother and the Grand Inquisitor. And more the more and more we learn about her, we're like, okay, what's what's up with this Reva girl? The more and more we learn about her, we learn that her her backstory and that she joined the Inquisitorius not because she worships Vader like the others do, but because she wants to kill him. And when we see this come head-to-head in what Jake has described as his all-time favorite lightsaber duel in the entirety of Star Wars, it was such a rewarding moment. And then to get her redemption in the next episode, which I thought was done in such a... And not die. Not die, which was great, which was done in such a powerful way. That was a big one. Yeah. We finally see a villain or a dark side user get redeemed, go back to the light, and stay alive, which I think we've determined for well, not even, force users not even that. is the first time it's happened in she the new is, canon. Yeah, she is the first force user. She's not the first one. We've seen no, it with like Callus and Rebels, but uh Reva Savander is the first dark side force user as far as i know in canon to redeem herself and not die does quinlan voss count Uh, i don't know much about about quinlan's character to really give an informed opinion because he was light then he went dark briefly in dark disciple and then went back to the light by the end of the book so i'm gonna say that doesn't because i'll i'll put that in like the imri category in the High Republic, where he like was briefly okay. consumed yeah, by that darkness, makes sense. and then went back to the light. Reva, we were introduced to her as a dark side character. She spent at least a decade yep. uh, as a dark side user, yeah, uh, and then least. got redeemed there. So yeah, I I think that's monumental because we've been talking on and on and on about every time we get close. To seeing this type of story get told, they just cut us off right then and there. Ben Solo, anyone? Um, so to get it, to see it happen with Trilla, Reva, Trilla Ben, I can keep going. Uh, but to see it here, I think was great. And I think it's a great sign of some stuff that could be coming in the future with stories like this. To where we can see characters... Yeah, whether they're force users or not, get redeemed and fight on the other side of of the battles and see them fighting for good in future stories. Because even though even if we don't get a Kenobi season two, I would be flabbergasted. I'm going to use words like that. I would be flabbergasted if we do not see any type of follow up on Riva or the Path at some point in the future. Whether that's showing up in another series. Whether that's getting a spinoff show, or whether that's getting books or comics, I think I, I would call it or a foregone Survivor. conclusion. Yeah, or Jedi Survivor, I would call it a foregone conclusion. Like because I don't know, but it just feels so. It feels so right. Deliberate, like, like, like intentional. That like Survivor is at the same year. Survivor, yes, but I just I think I just don't think you can introduce. A cast of characters like this keep quite a bit of them still alive, and where you can have and not them do be such an integral after. part in the rebellion, 
and just ignore them. Like, I feel like yep. it, it, they're coming yep. in the future. So I'm fully expecting them. And there is a lot of what I would love to see. I would love a story of the path and a fully redeemed Reva helping out Jedi or force users or people on the run from the empire, people in need. That would be awesome. Getting to see Kenobi pop up for a couple of missions would be awesome. Cause I'm sure at this point, honestly, I hope he doesn't. You hope he doesn't. I hope he just stays on that. I mean, I I genuinely want this to be the only time he's like ever, the fucking planet. I would be because like, cool I feel with, like if you do that, it too much, it 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 just like what's the point? Would I be cool know? with it? Yeah. Would I complain if it does happen? No. Uh, but I think at this point, Ewan is like, all right, find an excuse for me to come back, and I'll come back. So I just don't think that this will be the last time we ever see Ewan McGregor as obi-wan ever again like i just don't see it i don't see that being a possibility especially after especially after how well the show did like him and hayden i think will be back for future stories and it doesn't necessarily have to be in this era like you could go back you could go forward uh you could even do something with obi-wan and qui-gon with him trying to be a forest ghost that would be a I feel cool. Like that's the only like going through that those uh, trials, doing getting to do something like really surreal, uh, getting into yeah. the, the inner and then mechanisms I think it was of the force. Actually, I think it was actually Alex Damon that Alex was like, has brought this up a couple times. That'd yeah, be cool if we didn't. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't. I'd be cool if we didn't get that because like this was basically his trials. I'm like, that's a good point, actually. Well, it was such a. Um, we talk about the Qui Gon scene because we were all like okay when is he when is he showing up because even us at the end i we're seriously like, thought we're he like, wasn't showing are they just up not i was gonna, like fuck dude not gonna do it and then at the very end they have him show up and the took you long enough and well, then well took you yeah. long enough fucking killed it's like me. i've always been here obi-wan you just weren't ready to see me and i love such that a great, line so much. such a great moment like I haven't gotten like yeah, full on waterworks during that moment yet, but it is it is such so a rewarding much, moment, and that's what I would describe quite a bit of uh, the show and its payoff. It, it's so rewarding getting to see Qui Gon yep. show up at the very end, getting to see Reva get redeemed and still live on to see another day, and. and uh, save those in need, do stuff in the name of good, getting to see Obi-Wan finally get over that hump, become that Jedi Master again, get a renewed purpose in life, uh, getting to see the path be and a step bring and Leia. purpose yeah. to other people, getting, like Haja. Yeah, getting Haja, seeing him, and just having this group of characters be established as the future. Obi-Wan says that in the episode, I'm not the future, you are the future, and you could say he's referring to Leia, but he's also referring to every single person on that ship, whether it be Roken, Haja, anyone else. Uh, the, the kid from the X-Wing books that if Don was here, he would... I forgot his name. Uh, but Orin Horn. Orin Horn, yeah. Uh, every single one of those can be described as the future. And I think that that message that they were sending in the show was just a great one. And I'm, I'm very excited to see if we get to see their stories told further. The one thing that I am fully rooting for is I want 
Vivian Lyra Blair to grow up with this role. Uh, I want, if they do any teenage Leia stories, like if they adapt Princess of Alderaan per se, or if they do anything with that era of Leia in it, I want her to come back and play the role. Like you could very obvious, like if you want an Andor, if you want a younger Leia or an older Leia to show up, you can cast someone like Millie Bobby Brown has been fan cast as Leia for years. You could do that. But I would love to see her come back to the role in a couple of years as an older Leia, like in the junior Senate. Cause she is like, she embodied the role just as much as Carrie did in my mind. Like yeah, she was a young, but I would not be shocked Leia. if Lucasfilm did not touch Leia. I mean, like they are very sensitive on like not recasting. young, not like young, young Leia, but like, like the equivalent of you know it, Solo, like all the yeah. con. I can see it, yeah, because I think they might be a little nervous. But I think if you're gonna have someone that's actually played the character before do it again, it might be a bit different. And I think that the reception for young Leia was so great here, and it wasn't like Jake Lloyd as Anakin. And it wasn't even like like people loved Alden as Han, but there were still some people like, ah, well, that wasn't Harrison, so ah, I don't know how I feel. I didn't really see any of that for young Leia here. So I feel like nope. it might be a little different. And this I just think Leia. I just think that they need to stop with this deep fake shit. Like it's cool. Like like when I get to see Luke, like it's cool and all, but don't do that for every character. It's weird. It's it, it is a little weird. It is like, okay, so we're just gonna keep using these characters from forty years ago and not have new people play and we're gonna have the same actor. Like I don't want a deep faked Harrison Ford showing up in like Mando. Like I would just rather it be a aged up Alden Ehrenreich or just have it be Alden. Um, like I just you have these actors. People like them in their roles. People aren't going to like yes, I think Carrie and Nine was a unique situation. I think it would have been a little jarring if they did recast her role. And I, I think it, 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 in my mind, it was a it was a lose-lose scenario with the Carrie Fisher stuff in Rise of Skywalker and how it ended up turning out. Because either way, it was going to feel a bit weird. But that's what happens when someone dies before the movie even starts production. Like, it, it, you're going to have weird things like that. Uh, but, like, I personally, like, if if such a thing happens again, I would just recast. Because people, yes, they love the actors that bring these characters to life, but they love these characters, too. Like, you don't see people in the animated stuff, if it's, like, Matt Lanner voicing Anakin, you don't people say... Oh, that's not Anakin. I, I don't know who that character is. It's in, taking away my enjoyment of the character because it's someone else voicing the role. And yeah, it's a bit different in live action. But like, if you're able to enjoy these characters in all these different mediums, yes, the, the actor is always going to be attached to the character in some way, but the character's legacy is always going to live on. We've seen this in comic book movies for years. How many people have we had played Batman or Superman or Spider-Man at this point? And yet we all consider them to be those characters. So I just think there's going to come a point where if you're going to keep doing these legacy characters for years and years and years, 
which at some point I might say, maybe don't. But if you're going to keep wanting to tell stories in these eras, you're going to have to eventually use different actors. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If they put in a good performance and they embody the character and they get the seal of approval from the original actor, which you don't always need, but like Alden got it from Harrison Ford. Uh, Billy yep. D gave it to Glover. So why is that an issue? Like, I just think that's one of the things that Lucasfilm was doing right now, where they're taking the wrong message from Solo underperforming and other stuff like that. Like, oh, that means they don't want other people in these roles. No, it's like, maybe release the movie at a different time, where it wasn't two weeks after Infinity War, and six weeks after your last Star Wars movie. Uh, then, or six months, not six I weeks. Was, I do not, truth. I truthfully do not think it was a problem that it was released six months after last jedi i, don't, I feel I don't like think that's, that's such the mean a bullshit one. i think i think it's the fact no. that it was two weeks after avengers is the big thing for me yeah and a week after two weeks after avengers and they definitely needed to push it back this they whole like six months after last jedi thing just it feels such like it feels like such a cop out to me it's like that's bullshit it's that and like, then people shut up knew like come on there was like, like marvel movies problems. get released like like every marvel movie gets like like there's like two months a new marvel movie comes out no one has an issue six months between two star wars movies god forbid yeah and and the, no one has an issue there. the whole like they're they're two different franchises yeah they are but like six months between two movies you can fucking wait you yeah can, but even you can, with like the disney plus stuff how many marvel shows are we getting this year like six how many star wars shows are we getting like two yeah two three if you yeah count, it's like the jedi so like Again, they're they're prioritizing stuff, and yeah, I think they're trying to play it safe with a lot of the the film development with Star Wars because of how Rise was received. But I mean, at some point you're gonna have to make movies again, so like, I I, I think yeah they are, but like when is Taika's coming out? Because I don't think it's making the release date. If he if if it's what he claims and he hasn't even finished the script yet, there's no way that's getting released at the end of next year. I feel like, like that's just bullshit. Us. I think I mean it's Tyco. Like, so like literally anytime he says me. anything, probably bullshit. Us can't, yeah. that shit's probably when finished. people got pissed over the oh, Nat, I forgot Natalie Portman was in Star Wars. I'm like, you fucking have you ever listened to Tyco talk at any point? Like I sound like okay, he's fucking with her, but everyone. Was like, how dare he disrespect an entire trilogy? It's like, dude, have you heard any interview or seen anything that this man has ever made in his life? I literally talked about Jar Jar Banks later on is, in the interview. Is sarcastic twenty four seven. Again, we went on a, a bit of a a, a tangent there, uh, but my my love yep. for little Leia can be described. In such a, a way of, like I said, she is Carrie in every way to me. Uh, from her introduction, it just felt like just her going back and forth with her cousin on Alderaan in the first episode. That was yeah, spitting image of Absolutely Carrie. bodying him. Yeah, bodying him. Her in the forest. I was like, that's Anakin's daughter. And then we got introduced to my favorite new uh, Disney merchandise cow, Lola. Oh, Lola. what a great yep. introduction. I'm so glad. I, I was worried Lola. when Reva put the tracking beam in her. 
that uh, Lola was going to die in episode five. And she stayed alive. And Leia just very easily was like, oh, what's that? And then took it out. And then it was fine. I was like, oh, thank thank goodness. She was great. And her relationship with Obi-Wan, like I said, aside from the Vader stuff with Kenobi, was, was the, the best part of the show for me. How much Leia had a role in Obi-Wan getting over the hump and, and truly becoming himself again because of uh, how much he cared for this young girl that like bail confronted him in the first episode. He was like, my, my commitment is to the boy, but what about his sister? She's just as important. And that is so true. And we, we see that. I love that line. Yeah. Just, okay. For getting Jimmy Smith's back, like, yeah, he was in rogue one, but getting Jimmy Smith's back was, I thought so rewarding. Like it was just as special to me. Like, obviously it wasn't as huge as getting Ewan or Hayden back. Jimmy but getting, like, Joel Edgerton, Jimmy Smith. Like, I've always loved Bale, God. man. So, getting him back... Bale is one of the most awesome. underappreciated characters for most. me. Like, I just I just don't know why. I just, like, I severely underappreciate him, even now. Well, don't worry. I don't worry. know I'm, what it is. I'm fairly certain he'll be I think I'm just up. big on the Jedi and Force stuff. Yeah, so. me too. But I'm fairly certain he'll be showing up in August. So. We'll oh, yeah, for sure. He's 100% showing up in Andor. They just, maybe not this season, but at some point he will definitely be showing up. Uh, I think that's a, a given, considering the fact that he was pretty big in Rogue One. So it would make sense. But yeah, I loved everything with Leia. Yep. I loved the Riva stuff. The path, like I said, what it establishes for this narrative in the universe. Uh, our fallen Tala, she saved or took or sacrificed her life for the path for Obi-Wan. I was really loving her. Look, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, here we go. All I am saying is this. If you put Tala, Hera, and Leia in a room together... It's, that's it. There is no galactic civil war. There is no galactic empire. That's there is not no where I thought you were going. All uh, but over. we're. I'm glad it, you went with is, that. It is all no. That's that's where I was going. One hundred percent. It's all a, just original trilogy. Don't know Done. Her. sequels. Don't know her. It would have just been a new hope. Uh yeah. It just would have been a new hope. I I will. Definitely agree with you there. I think you put those three together and the Empire... What Empire? Like, it's it's gone. What Empire? <laughs> what Empire? <laughs> uh, I was I meant to bring this up with uh, the Cody stuff. But we can kind of throw it back to Tala or even Roken. Uh, because a lot of what they had planned for Cody in the movie was he was redeemed at this point, took out his chip, and he was going to be... Uh, guarding Luke on Tatooine while Obi-Wan went off. And I think that would have been cool. But I, I think, I, I said in when I, I, I did a TikTok about this, when the news first came out, I said, I think they're going to save most of Cody's story in that was playing for Kenobi and are moving it to this season of Bad Batch, because what we got in the trailer. I hope that means that Dave is not going to kill him in this season, but I wouldn't be shocked uh, because pain. Do you think that at some point in the Bad Batch we could see Tala or Roken or even Reva appear 
uh, for an episode or two because a, a lot of the early portions of the Bad Batch so far are finding these uh, unlikely I mean, allies. I don't see. I together. personally don't see the Inquisitorius showing up. Uh, most likely it would probably be either Roken or Tala because like. We have we obviously don't know how much time has passed because they did say at the Bad Batch panel, um, via live tweets, um, for those who weren't there, unfortunately, uh, that some time has passed. If I had to guess, probably like a year or two. So, I mean, Omega looks probably older. So. Yeah, I mean, Inquisitors, that was just me spitballing. Like, you're probably right. You're probably not going to see Inquisitors show up because aside from Gunji, there are no real Jedi in the show that we know of yet. Or your characters. Unless Cal shows up at some point. Uh, No. I think if you had the opportunity to do it, it would have been in the Baraka episode. But like I, I said, though, whether it's Bad Batch or something else, I think there are ample areas... Jedi Survivor being one of them, that a lot of these characters can be brought into different stories. Concepts. Yeah, concepts and everything. I will not be shocked if the path does show up in Jedi Survivor. I'm expecting it. I won't be shocked if at D23 we get a some type of continuation announcement. Uh, Not necessarily a season two, but like a path story because that's not something you could have announced its celebration because we didn't know what the path was at that point nope. so if you're like all right like kind of like their version of book of boba fett so like the path a star an obi-wan kenobi story it's coming disney 20 uh, disney plus 2024 or something like that i could see that happening because we really don't know what's going to happen at d23 a lot of people are speculating that it's just going to be indy 5 for the most part uh and then maybe some mando stuff maybe some Something with Tales of the Jedi. I'm not... Because it's, it's in, what, August, early September, something like that? So... I can't yeah. remember. Because Comic-Con, I think, is this week, but I don't think we're going to get any Star Wars announcements at all. We're going to get some Marvel stuff, definitely, but I, I think Star Wars is off the boat. Uh, But, yeah, I think in terms of... We, we've talked about the narrative. We've talked about the characters, their journeys... Uh, are there any aspects of the series that maybe didn't work for you as much as you were hoping, or you thought just straight up fell flat, or is there anything? I mean, that... just some of the some of the production value. That's yeah, basically it. I'll agree that's with all you. I can think of Natalie Holt's score. I will say I don't think it fell flat. I haven't had the time to revisit it. Also true, but I think there. I I have revisited it. And it's not like it's not. I mean, it's it's solid. Yeah, there are really like high highs, of... and I wouldn't say there are any bad tracks. But it, a lot of the other stuff just kind of was there. Like it, it didn't enhance yeah. anything. It just it was just around. Like it was yep. background music. That's now Obi Wan's theme it, is one of my new favorite pieces. I love that. Obi-Wan's theme is phenomenal. And and again, whenever we see Kenobi again, when that hits, I'm going to be losing it. Because whether it's him alive or him as a force ghost, you you play the the first few notes of that theme, 
I'll be gone. Like, that'll be it. And the fact that this is John Williams' more, more than likely final contribution to Star Wars, I think to have it be one of his best character tracks that he's ever made is just, what a way to go out, man. And... Yep. Again, I am no, so agreed. excited. What a way to just end your legacy. Yeah. You just write a theme for my all-time favorite character and have it be amazing. And the, the the fact that 45 years of Star Wars and Obi-Wan never had a theme before, like the Force theme was originally yeah, written did, but for it kind of, ben, sort of. but then it became yeah. the Force theme. The Force theme, yeah. yeah. It, like He had a theme and then it was like, <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, we'll make it the Force theme. It's like it's reverse of what happened. Like the Imperial March was for the Empire, and then it just kind of became associated with Vader. It's the reverse of that. Yep. Uh, but again, everything with Vader, everything with Hayden, perfect. Uh, yeah. The sheep. Really, the really sheep. Talked about him the today, but like at the, uh, the Vader is. Six. Vader. The way that they did Vader in the show, I have no complaints with. Like it was perfect they used hayden well, not, okay. in a okay. great way i don't want to say perfect because nothing's ever is perfect but like it's damn they good. made him menacing like, i hell. always they made him menacing but sort of still like you could get the sense that there was this little boy trapped in underneath yeah they did the best job so. in live action for me of making anakin invaders seem like the same person uh, w- was what they yeah. did in this show. Uh, I just they not only with the scene in the finale with the the, the slashed helmet, but just everything. That is else. a wonderful end cap to it. Yeah, and then just the first, yeah. just remembering back to episode two, that first reveal when Reva was like, "Anakin is still alive," and you see Vader for the first time in that back to tank. Getting to see Hayden back again for the very first time since Revenge of the Sith. Holy shit. It it was such a great moment. And, I mean, overall, like, I thoroughly enjoyed every episode of the series. I thought it started great. I thought it ended great. I did have my favorites. I think the finale is my favorite episode of the series with episode 5 being a, a close second. Uh, and I, I don't think I really have a least favorite because all of them, like there would be ones that I would rank at the bottom by default, but all the episodes worked for me. I know episode four didn't hit for some people, but I really enjoyed it uh, because a lot of the stuff in that episode I thought was going to be the the finale and they did it midway through the series. And I, I just loved the whole storming the fortress and, and all that stuff. And then that ending moment with Leia was so beautiful to me. Yeah. So I just I said it. I said it on the recap. It'll say it again. If I had a nickel for every time a Jedi stormed Fortress Inquisitorious to rescue somebody, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it's happened. Weird twice. that it's happened twice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything. I also, really hope Cal meets Roken. I really <laughs> hope so. Because oh, I need to see that conversation. Like, we could have used you, man. Look. Like, shit. Cal's already met Saw Gerrera. He's already met Chief Tarful. Make Roken one of those guys that just shows up in everything like those two do now. Like, I'd be fine with it. Like, Yeah, I still can't believe Cal met Tarful. That's fucking wild. Awesome. I can't believe that Tarful's actually in stories now. 
Like that's just I know really cool to me. We get other Wookiee characters that aren't Chewy. Like, please. dude, I hope I hope he's in Bad Batch season two because so I cool. think in in the trailer they cut they like did a quick cut to another Wookiee and I could have sworn I'm like that has to be Tarful. What has he shown up in anything else besides Fallen Order lately, or is it just uh, that? No, I think that's it. Yeah, maybe, let me. Yeah, Google maybe this. I'm forgetting Actually, something, but I mean, I, I just question. I just remember I have such a like a unique experience with Tarful because I remember he was one of the first like Star Wars figures I ever got was a Tarful from the Revenge of the Sith line, and I still have that that freaking figure. I was like, who the hell is this? Like, this isn't Chewie. And then I remember seeing him in Revenge of the Sith, and he always he became, like, one of the one of my Glup Shittos before I knew what a Glup Shitto was. So, yeah, it looks like... Yeah, okay, yeah. Clone Wars, Fallen Order is Fallen the Order and Revenge first, of the Sith, yeah. yeah. Fallen Order is the only post-Revenge of the Sith content Tarful has appeared in. So... Uh, he appeared in a flashback in Crimson Rain 3, but yeah, that's it. So, but he was in Lego Skywalker Saga. I was fucking droids yep. up with him. And he was in that Trandoshan episode of Clone Wars where Ahsoka that's, was being haunted by Trandoshans. That's right, that was him. That episode, I can't wait to get to that arc. That's such a weird Same. arc. Such a I, weird I, arc. I, I love But I, I get to see Wookiees. That's the one thing I'll always say is, I hope eventually they can figure out how to animate Wookiees in a way that doesn't look super like off-putting but at least Gunji looks really cool so when they make him tiny it's perfect um yep but yeah overall I'd say we've we've talked about quite a bit before I wrap things up I just have to say Baru White Sun Lars you are an absolute badass uh if you were not I mean there's a reason why we didn't see the Lars family get burned alive in a new hope because they put up such a fight that they had no choice but to blow the whole damn thing up. Uh, yep. so much respect to Owen and Baru. Uh, again, Owen's, he is my own in the finale still sticks with me. And then the memes yep. from the first episode, I still can't get over the, like you trained his father. And then Owen oh, leading up to the perfect hello there. Just, Everything great. I, I have like that I, finale. I thought, that finale. I did not is, think that those were his first words. Gonna. I did not think those were gonna be his first words to look for some reason. I'm like, what are his first words gonna be? First words oh, are that, and one. then the first thing we see him say to Luke in A New Hope. Hello there. He actually doesn't say it to Luke. Oh, he says it's R two D two. Whoops. All right. Well, yep. I just I just it's something I always forget too. I just wrecked kind of New Hope, yeah. guys. Sorry. Gosh, yeah. Breaking canon. Well, he yep. doesn't he doesn't remember owning a droid, so it's it's okay. Um Yeah. But yeah, now that I just lost my credibility and that would have been a point I lost in the original trilogy trivia contest. Uh that finale was peak Star Wars for me. So, yep. I I just loved it and I uh have had such a great time talking about this show again. I cannot wait to rewatch. I'm definitely going to do a full rewatch before Andor. And um, when I do my next rewatch of the prequels, it's going to go one, two, three, and then straight into Kenobi. Because I think that's just the way I'm going to rewatch the franchise now. Is this more than 
Mando more than Boba Fett, more than even Clone Wars, I think is in like my entrenched in my saga rewatching now because I think it just fits so well. Like you said, it's it's three point five. It is the perfect continuation of Revenge of the Sith, the perfect lead into A New Hope, and uh, I can't wait to watch it again. I had such a great thing, and thank you so much, Ewan, for coming back for this, and thank you, Deborah Chow for bringing this show to life i hope you get another show or a film in your future in a galaxy far far away because uh everything she's touched in my mind in star wars has turned to gold so more of that please so i i think we've gone a little a little shorter than we normally do but i think this is it seems like the right point to wrap things up uh, thank you so much for joining us for our very late but uh, still needed full series recap of Obi-Wan Kenobi here on the For the Republic podcast. Next time you see us, we will be right back talking about the Clone Wars as God intended. Uh, we'll be talking uh, the new Gunray arc, which is Bombad Jedi, Cloak of Darkness, and Lair of Grievous. Hopefully that will be coming to you guys sometime next week where we'll have the full crew back hopefully to talk some clone wars once again uh connor we talked about some of the stuff that you've been up to earlier in the episode but where can the good people find you before we head out of here uh the good people can find me uh twitter at depth of banana um i also co-host another podcast called nice Knights of the Nerd Republic. It's part of the Nerd Academy podcast like network per se. Uh, you can find us Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find us there. Um, and then you can find me writing articles, which I haven't written in forever, and stories, which I'm still working on, over at sweditorig.com i work with a wonderful team of creatives where we sort of we add our own stuff and our own stories to the star wars canon while also honoring said star wars canon um if you're not in the discord i don't know when this episode it will i don't know when this episode will come out but on july 23rd this upcoming saturday we do have an SWE announcement day where we're going to be announcing some pretty cool things that we have planned. You so said the 23rd? Be on the lookout for that. I'll have the to 23rd be, of July. I'll have to be in the server that day when I'm not uh, working because I'm very excited to see what is announced. Uh, yeah, so you guys can follow me uh, at uh, Starlight Andrew on Twitter and TikTok. You can also follow the podcast at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram at For the Republic Pod. Uh, also, check out SWE, uh, the Discord server, and the website. I plan on getting something written up soon, uh, probably after I finish up uh, my summer classes, but I want to get more focused on writing again, uh, getting some quality content out there for all you people. Uh, and uh, Austin hopefully will make a guest appearance on the show soon. He was supposed to uh, break in the fourth wall here. He was supposed to join us today, but had to cancel at the last minute. So I hope you're doing all right, man. Uh, hope to see you on the show soon. Uh, 
but yeah, so join us next time. We'll be talking about more Clone Wars, and yeah, it'll be fun. So hope you go join us then. But until then, may the Force be with you, always. Always.